This is Abacus. I'm Bob the CPA. My guest today is author and blogger Jeannie Whitehouse, and she's going to tell you how you can make boring presentations more interesting. Your goal is to be connected to your audience and to be likable. If you can do that, even if you're not the best presenter in the world, they will give you some leeway. She'll also give you a few tips you can start using today to help you decide what to cut from your presentations and tell you why handouts are a great idea. All this coming up on Abacus. Let's go. Learn everything you need to know to have a successful and fulfilling accounting career. Whether you're on the partner track or you're making your own path, this is Abacus. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Abacus Show, where I bring together the best thought leaders, teachers, and super smart accounting professionals to share their experience and help you become a top performer and empower you to take control of your career. In today's interview, you're going to hear some tips you can start using today to make a big impression at your next board or audit committee meeting presentation. We'll talk about everything from how to grab attention, connect with your audience, share useful information, and what I think is most important, what to leave out of your presentation. If you're a complete beginner at presenting, consider this a 101 level crash course. If you're an old pro, I guarantee you'll get at least one helpful tip or reminder that will help you up your presentation game. With that said, let's get into the interview with Jeannie Whitehouse. Today I'm talking to Jeannie Whitehouse. She's the founder of evenanerd.com and the author of How to Make a Boring Subject Interesting, 52 Ways Even a Nerd Can Be Heard. Jeannie, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to be here, Bob. So as I alluded to with your book topic, you have been teaching people how to present what are traditionally considered more boring topics. And I was hoping you could give us a little crash course today for people who are, especially in the accounting profession, often required to present boring topics and kind of walk us through, I guess, starting with why presenting is such an important skill and then maybe give us a couple tips that accountants listening can take back to their office today and start implementing. Happy to, Bob. That's a great way to set this up. Um, Communication in general is, to me, the most important skill that we can have. And it's probably the least educated skill that we have as accountants. It's what we're known for not having as a profession. People know us as lousy communicators. And my passion really came from being a a partner in a CPA firm myself and realizing that people just didn't understand much of what I did. I spent all this time making this stuff balanced and pretty and putting the commas in the right place and double underlining everything and footnoting here and there and doing tax returns and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, when I handed it to somebody, it didn't have that much value because they didn't know what I was talking about or what went into it or why any of it mattered to them. So it's been a sort of a lifelong pursuit ever since. I left a, a firm, a small firm in Atlanta as a partner and went into technology. And you have a similar challenge there as well because we have all these topics that are off-putting to normal people. We have our own acronyms. We have all this complexity around technology. And if we speak about it in that way, the value is underrepresented there as well. So I really combined my uh, nerdy skills and my geeky skills to try to take the boring out of topics and also to take the intimidation out of topics. And I think I should have written a, a book called 52 Ways to Be Less Nerdy and Less Intimidating because it's really the intimidation that I think holds us back. And it happens to be nerdy stuff or boring stuff, but it's because we scare people with what we're talking about that tends to separate us from them. Why do you think people are scared or intimidated by some of these topics? 
Well, because it's numbers and because we have our own language and we don't, as accountants, take the time to try to translate that. And so what happens is we push people further and further away from us and it hurts our own careers. We tend to get shoved back into the back room because nobody wants to listen to us talking about our LIPOs and our FIPOs and our EBITDAs all day long. So it really is a career limiting move for us to not be better at communicating and to not try to understand what it is our audience needs from us and to put our conversations on their level. Most of us spend much of our time trying to prove how smart we are, and we should be spending our time trying to make our audience feel smarter. And when we flip that, it changes everything both for us and for them. If I were going to give, say, a presentation to maybe a group of my clients, or maybe it's an audit committee meeting, we're presenting, you know, the findings of the auditor, something like that, what would be my first step in creating well, I guess, let me back up. Do you recommend I have a, a presentation deck for this? And then if so, kind of what's the first step in kind of deciding what goes into the presentation? The way that you present it really depends on the time limit that you're allocated, the subject matter that you're presenting, but most importantly, the audience that you're presenting in front of. So I don't think a presentation is always a necessity. In fact, some of the best presentations I've seen have been completely look like they're off the cuff without any slides or visuals. And if you have a good story to tell, you can make that work. For most of us who are starting out, we need a presentation deck for our own purposes to keep us on track. That doesn't mean we should be creating an outline. If your PowerPoint deck is built as an outline and used to present from, it's going to be a boring presentation. Your deck should support your topic and not list it out in linear fashion everything you're going to say. Some of the worst presentations we've all attended are CPA sessions where the presenter reads the slides to us assuming that none of us in the audience can actually read for ourselves. And it makes that speaker completely irrelevant. They're not adding anything outside of that written word. And if you're going to do that, put the long list of technical stuff on a handout and then present the highlights in some sort of an interesting and at least passionate way. Just don't be monotone, sing song, or reading that list of stuff that you put together. And it's okay to start your deck. If you think in a linear fashion, you can build an outline in PowerPoint. That's okay. I'm not going to get mad at you for that. But then take that outline and turn it into pictures if you can, or concepts, or representations of what you're going to say, and then move that outline into your notes. So you have it for yourself, but your poor old audience doesn't have to sit there and read through it slide by slide. Again, you're not relevant if it's all up there on the deck for them. So don't confuse the materials you have to provide for the handouts for the audience with the stuff that you're going to say when you're in front of a live living and breathing group of people. That's a really interesting distinction because I think I've always been taught and I think a lot of people have been taught that the deck is the handout. Yeah, I do two separate decks. I do a handout deck and sometimes I just put key concepts on a handout and then my deck is highly visual with pictures because then I can talk about the stuff that they've got for reference later. So one of the things I would start with is that people have different behavioral styles, and that influences how they want to receive information. Accountants tend to be linear and detail-oriented. Most of their audience, if we're talking about clients, CEOs, owners, marketing people, salespeople are not linear. So we have to figure out what's comfortable for us and then translate our own style to those audience members. And again, CEOs who tend to be our primary audience are completely the opposite of us. They want information in short and sweet packets. They don't want all the details. They want to trust you in your delivery, but they want to be engaged in two minutes or less most of the time. So you really have to change the way you communicate 
if you want to resonate with that audience. You just mentioned that they don't want all the details. I know I, that was one of the notes I have from reading through your book is, you know, how do you decide where to draw the line on what's the most important things that actually need to be in your presentation and kind of where you should leave off and kind of maybe leave for a handout or for another conversation? If your most, most important goal is to connect with your audience, everything you put on that slide and that deck has to be relevant to that audience. So that's how you pare it down. You keep asking yourself, why should they care? And if you keep taking out stuff that you go, well, they don't care about this. I do because it's cool. And I spent 15 hours researching Section 179 deductions. But if your audience doesn't give a darn, they just need to know, what does this mean to me? It means decide on your capitalization limit and look for assets that you can write off quickly and get a big tax benefit. That's all they care about. They don't care about all the regulations and all the baloney that we care about. So focus on them, the audience, less on you and what you want them to learn about you and how smart you are and all this amazing work that you did to put this slide deck together. Focus on what do they need to know, why should they care? And if you keep saying that about everything you put in there, you will pare it down to the point where you have actually valuable and meaningful information. So now that you have maybe an idea of what you want to put in your presentation and you've maybe got the deck together and you're going to give that presentation to a group of people, is there anything you should do either at the beginning or the middle or the ending of the presentation that you should do differently throughout? The, the best way to start any presentation is with high impact. Do not do housekeeping. Do not say thank you. Launch into a topic that gets them engaged in whatever you're saying from the first second that you start. I start with something funny. I try to connect to something. I try to have an impact. I launch right into my subject matter, and then I introduce myself after that if I have not already been introduced. One of the worst things for me is to have a lousy introduction that totally knocks the wind out of my audience's sails before I can come on. So I just launch into a topic, something that I'm passionate about, or I riff off of it. I've had music to introduce me, which I do often as a keynote. I'll try to talk about that, or I'll give them something that, that breaks the barriers down that makes them laugh and relax, and then I can launch into my subject matter, whatever that is. Don't tell a stupid joke or a hackney joke if that's not natural for you. Find your authentic passion in your own way, your own style, and leverage that in your opening. Equally important is how you end. So you need to have a, a big bang at the beginning, a big bang at the end, and something interesting at least halfway through to sort of break the topic that you're speaking. So once you identify, if you read it from the book and any speakers that you'll talk to will tell you to have three main points that you want to accomplish. If you figure those out at the outset and then figure out how to add in some rhythm and some emphasis and some interest in the course of your talk, you can make the whole thing work. The hardest thing for us accountants is to figure out three points. We want to have 1,050 in every talk that we deliver. So that's our biggest challenge. I know that's usually my biggest challenge, especially when, you, like you said earlier, you spend all this time researching something or putting the numbers together, or you're so afraid that your boss will be like, oh, why didn't you put this in here? Uh, it's really hard to be comfortable and confident in yourself to know that, hey, we can talk about that later if it comes up and it's important, but it doesn't need to go in the presentation. So what, you know, so what we learned about, so accountants, as I told you, are high detailed. They're also fear motivated. Their biggest motivation is fear. So that's what we do. We naturally, if we're afraid that somebody's going to question our work, we have this perfectionistic tendency and we're going to add in everything we can so that there's no fear that we won't have it all covered. If we can put that aside and focus instead on what we have to say that's really going to matter to that CEO, we put that on the deck and then we have all the other backup available somewhere that we can tell them, yeah, I'll send that to you if you want to see that in more detail. These are the main points I wanted to cover today and I've got all this backup 
and you can go through it. Because some of those CEOs will want to see the detail, just probably not at the outset. And they may want to question something depending on what it is you're working on. But don't assume everybody else thinks like you do or everybody else receives information the same way you do. That, to me, is the biggest secret to the whole thing. Realize that people communicate differently. And if you want to be successful, it is your job to modify how you deliver the information, not their job to modify how they receive it, especially when they've got a cell phone or any other electronic device in their hand, and it's either you or that device they're going to listen to, that device is calling their name. So you've got to make it interesting enough for them to pay attention. And I think that leads us into the next point of making it interesting. And I think a big part of that, from what I'm taking away from reading your book, is simplifying complex ideas and making them easier to understand. Is there any, I guess, quick wins or like, what are your tips for taking these complex topics and making them easier for either non-accountants or just people outside of your department to understand and follow along? So I always go through, I really like the detail, believe it or not. I am a nerd after all. I really enjoy doing the research on a topic. So I'm, And people will give me a topic. So, for example, I have a topic assigned to me that I'm going to be talking about fixed assets. So I'm not in the position all the time that I'm selecting a topic that I want to speak about. So somebody gives me a topic. My first thought is, oh, gosh, why did I say I could make boring subjects interesting? This is going to be the death of me. This is the one topic I can't find anything interesting about. I'm done for. But eventually, if I weed through all of the detail enough, I'll find something quirky that I can play off of. And then that lets me find a way to approach the topic. So I can build a structure around something interesting that intrigues me or some aspect of whatever the material is. I have found it every single time. So I started thinking about it. I start massaging it and getting all the information in my head. And then I step away from the computer. I step away from the, oh, I got to write this talk. And I start thinking about all the concepts. And I look for patterns or approaches that will work for me based on what I know my audience is going to care about. So, for example, if I'm doing a technical talk on features of an application, I told you I was at a software company. We had a product that had all these little features that we had to promote to implementers, to tell them how exciting and wonderful the product was. And I kept looking for some story to tell that could make this palatable to all these people. And finally, I came up with 267 features. That was the title of my topic. And we basically just went through and listed all these little things. We kind of made it funny. And here's why you care about this. Here's why your client cares about this. But we went through 267 features. Now, obviously, I didn't cover them all. But I found a structure that worked when nothing else would work. I couldn't find a way to deliver it. And that gave people a sense of what they could expect in my talk. And I threw in some funny stuff at the beginning, in the middle, and the end, because that's one of the things that I do. I use humor to try to make this information more palatable. And humor is a great way to bust barriers between you and anybody else, to break those down, and to get people comfortable enough so they can listen and learn from you. So, Jeannie, while I have you, if somebody's looking to learn more in depth about this topic, what's the best place for them to either find out more about you or your book, or do you have anything online they can check out? I do. I have uh, more stuff than you want to know about online, Bob. I have uh, a post for LinkedIn. I'm an influencer on LinkedIn, so I do regular blog posts there on this subject. You can go to my website, evenanerd.com. You can reach me at Jeannie, and that's G-E-N-I at evenanerd.com via email. And I've actually, Bob, put together a quick online training class, a one-hour class on how to deliver an Ignite presentation. I just did one recently, and I saw some 
bad ones in that session and watching myself and learned a lot about how to package a five-minute presentation for best success. And I think that's a great place to start. If you can do a killer five-minute talk, you can do a bang-up two-hour talk because five minutes is way harder than two hours or even an hour. So I'm going to use that format to communicate with people. I have an online store on my evenanerd.com site. The class is going to be in August. I've just tweeted it out on LinkedIn. So if people want to sign up there, they can email me for more information or you can find it on my website. All right. And for everyone who is interested in any of that, I'll have links to all of that in the show notes for today's episode over at abacusshow.com. And if you happen to be listening to this in the future, uh, check back. There might be another course coming up or I'm sure there's still a lot of useful information over there. So before I let you go then, Jeannie, is there anything we haven't covered today that you really want to make sure you get across to the group of accountants who are listening here today? There's one message that I have from, believe it or not, a book on screenwriting. And the book's title is called Save the Cat. If you want to be a great screenwriter, you have to give your character a likable aspect. And they call it Save the Cat. So you might have a terrible villain, but on his way to do dirty work, he saves a cat out of a tree. And that gives that villain uh, a reason to care about it. It gives you a reason to care about that villain. And so I would say the same thing for you as a presenter. Your goal is to be connected to your audience and to be likable. If you can do that, even if you're not the best presenter in the world, they will give you some leeway. They will still listen to what you're saying, and they will be on your side and support you as you go forward in making, communicating your message. So aim for being likable, if nothing else, in giving a talk. A big thank you again to Jeannie for coming on the show today and giving you a few ways you can make your next board meeting or audit committee presentation a little less boring and a lot more effective. Don't forget, you can get links to everything we talked about in the show notes for this episode at abacusshow.com slash 204. As always, thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, go ahead, tell your friends, because the greatest compliment you can give me is a referral, either in person or shared on the web. 